sisters, join the resistance. Come on, let's start by talking tactics. Have a pass and match us. Here's how we practice. The last order conversation. David Jason. Hello, everybody. Happy New Year. Welcome to Pop Culture Continuum. This is John Elliott. And this is Patrick Riccardi. We'll see how happy the new year is when uh, Dickhead gets reelected. But for now, it's moderately happy. Dick Cheney, I didn't realize he was running. Mm-hmm. He's, all, he's always behind the scenes running things. I see. Even for uh, Obama. And I mean Malia Obama, of course. I, I used to be pretty confident that I assume you're talking about Donald Trump unless you've become a uh, Biden, anti-Biden person. No, yeah, I'm talking about Mr. Trump. Uh, I used to assume he was going to win, but now that Michael Moore thinks he's going to win, I'm, I'm pretty confident he's going to lose because I've never heard Michael Moore say anything that was right. Uh, he he said he was going to win last time, so that's true. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Michael Moore. Um, How could someone you agree with so much be so irritating? And I know. <laughs> I know he's our he's our Ann Coulter. Ah, well, he's not, I mean, just in the way that he's like, yeah, I don't know. Doesn't really represent the, well, maybe she does now. (laughs) She's kind of off the, you don't hear about her as much anymore. There's that Tommy Lair and Laren, but not Ann Coulter. I don't know. She's not. Well, I think Ann Coulter actually does not like Trump. So, oh, wow. That's probably why. Um, anyway, enough of that. This well, week, we started. We are doing Go Go's versus Taylor Swift. Yeah, Go Go's Beauty and the Beat, their first album from '81, and the new Taylor Swift album, Lover. One of my least favorite words. Lover. Uh, yeah. And Taylor, uh, but we'll get into that one later. So we'll start with Beauty and the Beat. I think it was. Well, it was a number one album. I think they are the best-selling, like, all-women all group. Of all time? Of all time. I think so. That, that Has anybody come close since then? I don't know, because, I mean, if you think about it, like, there have been a lot of solo women uh, artists, but, like, as far as how about, groups. How like, about, um, what's that country group? The, oh, the Dixie like, Chicks? Like, yeah. Who are actually featured on the Taylor Swift album? Uh. Yeah, maybe. You know, I don't. I don't know. This was something I read, and I don't know when or where. So they could have overtaken them, but uh, but I don't know how how big a crossover the the Dixie Chicks were. Like, you know, the Go Go's were all over pop and stuff. And, mm, and yeah. So, um, but yeah, they could. I mean, they they might have by now. Who knows? I, I they probably would have if they didn't become so anti-American. Yeah. Well, basically terrorists. I mean, basically. I think they had a new album out this year or coming out. I don't know. I didn't realize that they, they were on one of the songs on, on Tower Swift Dog. Not one of the ones we chose. No, no, not one of ours. But yeah, they do. They are on. Oh, man. Let's see now. I'm like scrolling through. Uh, soon you'll get better. I see. Yeah. Uh, kind of, like Taylor, uh, we could talk about more, but I, she started out as a country star. Is that right? Yeah. Or is it always pop? Okay. Talk more about her after, since we're talking about the Go Go's now. Yeah. But the, I mean, to get get down to it, this episode was supposed to be Taylor Swift versus Bananarama, but one of us refused to do that. Well, I brought up the Go Go's first, and you said Bananarama because of a similar song title, but Bananarama is similar. Well, the same song title. But Bananarama was never like a album band or anything, as far as I know. Uh, and I don't own any of their albums, and I wasn't going to buy one just for this. Because uh, they kind of sucked. But the Go-Go's I'm down with. Saw them live. Uh, yeah, what did you think of this album? I mean, you must have been familiar with some of it. Most of it, yeah. It's yeah. fun. It's a good album. It's surprisingly... Surprising to me how much a lot of it sounded like the REM. Like there's some some of the guitars remind me a lot of REM, even though this is not REM yeah. is not it's not the same style, but they they had some similarities, which is fun. Well, they both yeah. I mean, I think they both came out of like you know punk and and post punk and stuff. 
yeah, that, that was this, what they were listening to. So that's just West Coast South. Just, but yeah, they're coming from the same. They're coming from sunny same. places. <laughs> um, they both were on IRS. Yes, they were. Um, along with wait, who else was on? Oh yeah, like the English Beat. Uh, what's the not Men at Work? What's there's a yeah, there's a lot of famous IRS records. That was a, yeah. And then IRS just kind of died quietly. I don't even know what happened. But IRS was uh, what was it? Sting, not Sting. Stuart the guy Copeland's the brother. Brother. Yeah. yeah. I think they probably died because Oingo Boingo is who I was trying to think of. Are they Australian? No, they're from LA. I don't know why I thought they were Australian, but Fun Young Cannibals. Because it sounds like one of their trees, the Oingo Boingo tree, or something. True enough. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, let's jump into it. I don't even know why we do these uh, album ones because I never have They're anything fun. intelligent to say. They are fun, but we're so dumb when we talk about music. Um, Speak at... for myself. I you actually shall. know what you're talking about. Uh, Our Lips Are Sealed is my first pick. Uh, also the first song first, on the album. First song on the album. Uh, I don't know if it was the first single or, or if We Got the Beat was, which we didn't pick. No, it was their first single. Um yeah, that was going to be my main choice, but I'll talk about why it wasn't when I get to my pick. Okay. Yeah. Because uh, I, I would say We Got the Beat is their fam- most famous song. Yeah, probably. Because um, it was used in Fast Times at Ridgemont High. I think uh, Our Lips Are Sealed. It was written by um, one of the Go-Go's, Jane Wideland, and uh, this dude from the specials. Uh, and I just like... Uh, like, over time, I think it's become my favorite over over like we got the beat or some of the other songs big hits that they had um because it's i don't know it's like pop but it's kind of also mellow i really like the singing on it um i don't know i don't know what it is i like about it so much but uh it's definitely not like rocking or anything but it's got the it's got really cool guitar. They were really good musicians too. Yeah, yeah, the, it's a great Go-Go's. sounding song. I mean, I don't know if that's just get, just musicianship or good production, but it's a good sounding song. Yeah, I think it, I think it's both. Um, and they had a really, or they still have a really kick ass drummer. But when I saw him live, she had hurt her arm or something, and they had some dude drumming, and I was really bummed because I wanted to see her mm-hmm. play. Um, yeah. And there's a weird story that I didn't know about that there's an original member of the Go Go's that was not ever a part of the band, but was a part of the band. She was, before yeah, the, be, before they like got famous. She got sick, and she also never showed up and wanted to be more punk, and then she sued. Oh, did she sue? I didn't know about that. Yeah, that got settled later, but it doesn't look like she ever did anything else. So, too bad. Yeah, sucks to be you. I mean, they were, like I said, they were kind of punkier in the beginning um but then they like you know glossed it up a bit for but it sounds like i think it works like better it sounds like even this first album was not punky enough for her yeah no and i i mean i can see that Mm -hmm. but you can tell that they listened to punk and stuff at least right yeah yeah um i think they were smart to go in this direction they probably I, i don't know they got they've got the melodies and stuff that work and if it was like punkier i I don't think it would be as as good so no um anyway fuck it let's listen to uh, our lips are sealed song i imagine everybody knows so here you go our lips are sealed
It's also my pick. How much more? This is the one that really reminded me of R.E.M., the start of that. Yeah, yeah, the guitar style, yeah, for sure. I mean, cause, and it also is kind of like, it kind of goes back, it's got a bit of a 60s style, yeah, the guitar, like, which... Like cafe, calf, or uh, surf rock kind of? Yeah, um, which R.E.M. was also was also doing. Um, oh, it's the... Oh, what the fuck? Sorry, I like clicked on the on the actual song on Wikipedia and it's like how much more is the sixth single by Orange County pop band Supernova? So Wow, that does not sound correct. Yeah. It says it's a cover of a go go song, but that's weird. Um huh. yeah. Uh this is uh another this is a really upbeat one and I chose this instead of We Got the Beat because it's another one like overtime I think. I just liked it more. I like the guitar a lot. The drums are really good. Um, it's catchy. It's a catchy ass song, and not one of their hits. But uh, but I think yeah, maybe we got the beat was just overplayed when I was younger. Uh, I mean, I still think it's a good song, but I I didn't pick it. I picked, chose this one. I think this is a better upbeat song um, than we got the beat. Uh, I don't know. You and gotta... I always forget to do this when we do old 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 stuff but i i should have listened to it in the idea of what is on what side and i really just listened to it straight through oh yeah yeah i mean i guess yeah i guess that... of course these are our, our choices were the first two on the first side we got the beat was the first one on the second side but what was mine fading fast was oh, second no. song yeah second now song. you're jumping ahead oh sorry we haven't listened yet <laughs> you, so what did you you like this song yeah yeah yeah, I, yeah it's a great it's peppy yeah Let's let's just listen to it, then we'll go to yours. Here's uh, how much more by the Go Go's. But yeah, your song. Okay, so I'll be interested in your reason for this so, one. So it's a great song. It has a good sound to it. I like how it kind of starts like, like kind of not ballady, but kind of slow, and then gets to that point where it's like kind of gets rocky when she yeah. says, "I told you to get out" or how, whatever the lyrics are. So I like that, but also it's basically a Taylor Swift song. So that's why I picked it because we're doing it against Taylor Swift. But it's just like it could be uh, a Taylor Swift song. Yeah. Yeah, it's like I mean the lyrics, not the not the sound, but the lyrics are are very. Taylor Swift-esque. Yeah, even the sound, I, possibly, I mean, is is closer to Taylor Swift than the other two that we did. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I would love her to hit, do a cover of this. Yeah, all right, Taylor, <laughs> we know you're listening. Yeah, definitely is. Um, yeah. Yeah, but uh, you had me all to yourself. I thought you were such a prize. I finally came to my senses when I heard just one too many lies. It's it's, it's something she would write, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's why and I it's it. more of this is more of a, like, not really a ballad, but it's, like, slower... Yeah, well, when it starts, it's or slow, moody. but it it, it it picks up when it yeah it starts off slow and kind of like kind of moody, but then it when when she's like uh, what was I have to look at the lyrics when she's like uh, I opened the door I said we were through then it starts to be angry yeah and that's a nice mix and it's got, and then the whole the whole thing you're fading fast out of my memory it's just it goes pretty well along with it is very Taylor Swift yeah yeah uh, I also like the like 
keyboard arpeggio thing just mm -hmm. going through the whole thing is cool. Yeah, it's uh, a fun song. Yeah, let's let's do it. Here is Fading Fast. strong album i think it holds up most of it and the, that last pick was written by i guess the less less well known of the googles but she wrote charlotte Caffey. Like, she wrote a lot of songs though yeah yeah, yeah. she was a good song like they're all good musicians yeah and and good songwriters she was she was well her and jane wyland were the main songwriters on this but she, yeah she had a hand in tons of these songs i mean she wrote we got the beat which probably bought three of her mansions let's hope so i mean la mansions kind of pricey but i guess that yeah back then a hit song could buy you three mansions these days i buy you three big macs am i right what huh are you is that a commentary on how expensive fast food has gotten because it really has gotten yeah, up there it's a little ridiculous to pay ten dollars at mcdonald's i don't even remember the last time i've been to mcdonald's um, Long probably, enough, you don't know they renamed themselves. Probably last time Mickey, I had diarrhea. Wait, what are they? Mickey D's. Oh, I forgot they were going for the urban market. Mm -hmm. um, the, the the Generation Z market. Mickey D's, we got coffee. We got, I don't even know. I don't know what's on. I can't imagine they changed their menu that much. Did you watch, speaking of McDonald's, did you watch, not at all, but it made me think of uh, Coming to America Part 2, which is coming out this year, apparently. Did you watch the episode of Saturday Night Live with Eddie Murphy as the host? I did, yeah. It was really funny. I was pleasantly surprised by how good it was. Did you like it at all? Yeah, I did. He was he was good. Um, yeah, yeah. And when he was, like, doing Gumby on... That was great. Yeah, and when I was watching it, I was just like... This is so fucking absurd that he's like dressed like this. It just like struck. It's one of those things that just struck me. And you're like, this is. Why did he ever think to do this? Um, <laughs> and then he was on uh, that comedians and cars got whatever. Oh yeah. Seinfeld. He was talking about that character. I, I don't remember exactly. I think it was a manager of his that he was m making fun of with that voice, and that's where it came from. <laughs> but, so, anyway, that was a good episode. Yeah. But it made me think of uh, coming to America. We talked about McDonald's, McDowell's. McDowell's was that the name of the the faux McDonald's restaurant in that Holy movie? Shit, dude, I don't remember anything about that movie. Oh, I loved that movie when I was a kid. I, I I imagine it holds up too. Well, they're doing a sequel. Yep, that won't hold up, but I'll still see it probably well, on Netflix. I know. Is it going to be like a a clumps <laughs> thing? Well, did he, he dressed up in that movie too, right? Yeah, but it was yeah. funnier. Yeah. He way-faced it. But he didn't... Oh, did he I in that? Jewish-faced it, faced it, yeah. He, in the barbershop, I think he and Arsenio Hall played all the characters, including the neighborhood Jewish guy. Uh, let's not get into the anti-Semitism past. Oh, I don't know what I said society. was anti-Semitic. Um, Semitic. 
shit, I lost my train of thought. Well, yeah, but coming to America didn't have a didn't have a catchphrase like Hercules, Hercules. What's that no. from? I don't know. One of those clump movies. <laughs> that is, I used to see when I lived in DC. I used to go to the Foundry, which was the greatest movie theater that ever existed for two dollar movie days, which was every day, every time, all movies two dollars. And I went to see. I think it was the first Nutty Professor. And that is the only movie I've ever walked out of. It was really bad. Oh, yeah. I would imagine. I mean, I didn't see it, but... Wait, did they show First Run, or were they all older? First Run. It's where I saw... And it was First Run, like... Like, Nutty Professor was kind of a... Like, it was funny that it was there, because it was mostly stuff... Like, art house films. Like, Reservoir Dogs was there for a long... Reservoir Dogs ran there for a long time. And people went there for a long time. But, yeah, it was First Run. Uh, good movies. It was a, it was a great theater. How... That's a bad business model, though. How do they do they charge like ten thousand dollars for popcorn or something? I don't know. I I it's no longer open, so you're right. Yeah, you fucked yourselves. Uh, I think they would have been closed up even if they charged full price because that area got very very expensive, and at the time it was just pretty expensive. Yeah. Well, they that's what you get. You go with the Bernie Sanders model, trying to make things affordable for everybody. Yeah, go out of business. Bernie hates business. That's the theater that one time I went to a movie with a friend and we were the only two in the theater. And I'm pretty sure they weren't going to start the movie until we like walked into the theater. So that was pretty neat. <laughs> the projectionist is back there like smoking weed. <laughs> looking, is anybody in here? Or is that just a hallucination? Um, yeah, but they played great movies there. That was a great theater. Anyway. Anyway, you, you said Dolomite is good. That was one of your recommendations. For, I still haven't watched yeah, it. Yeah. Oh yeah, you should watch it. You'll you will like it. I'm pretty sure. Have you watched The Irishman? Uh, we started it. I was pleasantly surprised by how much I enjoyed it. Really, I was. I mean, we were kind of getting a little bored because I, I did have the feeling that like, yeah, I saw Goodfellas, so I don't know. Oh, it's entirely different, though. I thought it was. I mean, it's a similar topic, but entirely entirely different movie. Just the the uh, de aging was making me a little. Yeah, I just kind of I I think they would have been better off having having them play it at their age and just use maybe a little bit of makeup or something. I thought. Oh no, I was I was gonna say I think they oh, should have different had, actors. Yeah, De Niro playing like maybe age fifty and up, even though he's like what eighty, but yeah, I think he could he be. could handle fifty and up. But having a, like a younger actor for the younger parts would have probably they would have been better served with that. Or yeah. have a young actor do the whole thing, but I, De Niro was really good, and Pesci was awesome. So, I was I was expecting to hate it and not able to sit through the whole thing. So I was, and then I I forget if I commented on your thing because I I went back to it to I meant to comment where you said that anybody see it and David talked about it and that that scene because I didn't read anything that anyone said because I wanted to watch it and exactly what David talked about was the exact scene that I came back to talk about because it was really well done. I mean, I we will finish watching it. I'm sure unless it's just like we find it completely awful, but right. It, it's so fucking long. We were, we started. Yeah. It, that's, then... that's what I was really surprised by that. I watched it in one sitting. Cause I thought it was going to be, Oh, I'll just turn it into a mini series specifically what Scorsese doesn't want you to do, but nope. But I think, uh, I think little women is also kind of, it's not that long. I think oh, it's over man. two hours, which we're both going to see today. I think I didn't um, know it was that long, but, but that's like yeah, but that's become Irish more was... standard now. Like I feel like two hours is the new standard movie time almost. I've seen a lot yeah, of them lately. Yeah, but The Irishman is like three hours long. I know it's like three hours fifteen minutes or some shit. Yeah, um, so it's that's crazy. Two hours, uh, Little Women's two hours fifteen minutes, which is bad, but it's not three hours bad. Um, not the movies that are that long are bad. I'm just <laughs> wait. Is that uh, is Hermione in Little Women? Yep, she is right. Okay, it's got a. Good cast. Then. It's a really good cast. It has uh, her, Emma Watson, Sar, Sar, can't say it, Cer- Cersei Cer- Ronan. Cerise, I think it is. Cersei. No, that's man, small. that's from Game of Thrones. Oh, oh man. Or Greek mythology. I, Florence Pugh, who I don't know, I just know she's dating Zach Braff, so her tastes must be impeccable. Oh. We'll take a break. Zach Braff. Yeah, let's take a quick break. Uh, we will come back with Taylor Swift. We had a comrade, a brave comrade. He 
could talk for whole days But then he tried to be a hero Tried talking about Shamiro To computers wearing earphones He almost died for conversation Hallucinations, good vibrations Van Dyke Park's great racing Steeplechasing, the Reformation Transubstantiation, Brian Stoker's creation The land of the Thracians And right back to the start It's gonna take some time and patience But all the best things Alright, we're back with Tay-Tay Shershay Sersha. That's what Cersei. it is. Sersha. Um Yeah. I don't know why we're still talking about this. Uh Taylor Swift. Lava. And we did weirdly pick the first three songs on the album. Didn't really mean to, but those were our picks. I mean we didn't I didn't want to listen to any more. That can't be true. Um no, I thought it was actually, I mean, I think it's a good album for what it is. Oh, it's great. I yeah. loved it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, We've done two Taylor Swift albums so far, and they've both been good. We've I, liked I them both, I like yeah. This, I like this one better, but they've both been good. Yeah, me too. It's Well, she's still, I mean, she does do some, like, pop-affected kind of stuff, but I, I don't, don't mind it. The ones we picked were that, I thought I thought they were all good. The no, they definitely, and, and I think, I mean... I don't know. I don't know what kind of credit she gets. I don't like. I'm not a stan or anything. I don't follow anything about her. But uh, she's a she's a good songwriter. Mm-hmm. Well, I more I than singer this... even. I think like I think she's a good songwriter. So, so we, like we talked about, she started as like a country singer and kind of crossed over. Is that right? Yeah. Huh. She was like, "Fuck you, hillbillies." <laughs> and going to the the real Americans. But there's a couple of country-esque songs on this album. Yeah, there are. Um, but not these. So your first pick is the first song on the album. Tell I forgot that, that. Will you? I forgot that you existed. It's just a fun song. It's it's, it's like it's fading fast. Part two. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And it's it's very dismissive of whoever it's written about, which is fun. And, but it's also not just dismissive. It's that it, there's a, it's a very evocative line in it where it's something like, uh, if I I it's like she woke up one day basically just to, to paraphrase. I, she woke up one day and realized she wasn't thinking about this thing that really bothered her, which can cover you know a million different things. But that realization feels really good. Where it's like I just gone a day without thinking about whatever thing that was like stuck in my head for two weeks. Yep. And and it's like it's like you get that little that that little that little hair out of your eye and it's it's feels so good and you realize how bad it felt before yeah you and that's you that's become emotionally uninvested and you just don't care rather than right being annoyed yeah. or yeah so some of the lines in this song are that that i think it's even in the song that the the opposite of love isn't hate it's indifference yeah and there's some of that but there's also just like i'm free of this burden it's it's less yep. about the other person and more about the like the the person singing, which I thought was pretty fun, and also I I like the the parts of the song where she stops singing and just kind of says it, just talks, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and it's also got a cool like I don't know '60s Motown kind of guitar thing mm-hmm. going through it, and I like the production, like it's all kind of muted, um, but in a in a cool way. Yeah, no, it's a it's a really good song. Um, so uh, I have to look. Is someone famous produces produce? I'm no, sure I, some. I didn't even look up the producer. Because that usually means something, right? I guess. With these pop acts, I think so. But I also feel like um, at her level, yeah. like, you know. It's it's the, the dude we've talked about before who's who's produced a bunch of uh, St. Vincent stuff, Jack Antonoff. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and then there's a bunch of other pe- people. So it looks like Taylor Swift is kind of bigger than needing one producer. She just does it with a bunch of different people. Yeah, she's like Beyonce. Um. Yeah, here we go. Here is I Forgot That You Existed. How many- 
many days did I spend thinking about how you did me wrong, wrong, wrong. Lived in the shade you were throwing till all of my sunshine was gone, gone, gone. And I couldn't get away from ya. Hear my feelings more than Drake, so yeah. Your name on my lips, tongue tied. Free rent living in my mind. But then something happened one magical night. I forgot that you existed. Kill me, but it didn't. And it was so nice, so peaceful and quiet. I forgot that you existed. It isn't love, it isn't hate, it's just indifference. Some popcorn as soon as my rep started going down, down, down. Laughed on the schoolyard as soon as I tripped up and hit the ground, ground, ground. And I would have stuck around for ya. Would have fought the whole town, so yeah. Would have been right there, front row. Even if nobody came to your show. But you showed who you are then one magical night. I forgot that you existed. Kill me, but it didn't. And it was so nice. Okay, next one is also your pick. I know why you picked this one. It's fun, but also St. Vincent. Yep. I think co-wrote it, or they wrote it together. I would love yeah. to know the how they worked on this song together. and Taylor what... Swift, Jack Antonoff, and St. Vincent wrote it, yeah. What Taylor Swift said, no, I don't want to do that. And I imagine it's like there's a bunch of riffs with guitar that should be in the song and aren't there. But Got it's cut still out, fun. Yeah, to make it more pop. I mean, it's it's definitely the of these three that we picked the most like top 40 sounding, which is surprising. Me, yeah. That that, St. Vincent had a hand in it. If I would have listened to this album and tried to guess which Saint, which was a St. Vincent song, this would almost certainly not been my choice, but I still liked it. And then it also shows that St. Vincent can do a lot of different things. Yeah, which, I mean, which we yeah. already knew, I guess. Yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, this is definitely, like, top 40 pop sounding. But it it's good. For, like, mm-hmm. all of her, I'm not going to say every single song, but, like, she, she's good at this. Taylor Swift is very good at this and usually i have no patience for it but i i enjoy her stuff yeah i think it's like she's good at at this but she's also good at making good songs yeah exactly that's the thing like that's what's missing in i think a lot of top 40 like there's not there came a point i think like with mariah carey and shit where like people just stopped writing melodies and then they were just writing hooks like little things to catch you in also i think that comes from hip-hop a bit too but they started doing that like in in pop songs as well and she writes like real melodies and and it is i mean when when you listen to this song too like knowing that saint vincent wrote it you can hear that in there um if you listen to it a few times it's just not what you would think of as saint vincent but there are Mm -hmm. some saint vincent touches i think to it i think so yeah I have to listen closely and to remember, but I did remember listening to him be like, oh yeah, that's her. <laughs> yeah. Um, so let's give it a spin. Here is Cruel Summer. Fever dream high in the quiet of the night, you know that I caught it. Bad, bad boy, shiny toy with a price, you know that I bought it. Killing me slow, out the window, I'm always waiting for you to be waiting below. Roll the dice, angels roll their eyes What doesn't kill me makes me want you more Or their eyes, and if I bleed, you'll be the last to know. Oh. 
and my pick is lover. Again, one of my least favorite words, but this uh, this one's uh, it's different than the other. It's not so top forty sounding. And I mean, I think feel like even like an indie band could have written this one almost. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got kind of like a fifties ballady chord progression and stuff. Um, at first, when I when I first heard this album, I think uh, it was like I forgot that you existed, and you need to calm down. Really stuck out to me, but now I think this might be my favorite one on the album after listening more. Um, it's it's a really good ballad, which is like a lot of times where top forty pop like falters on the because they they get really melodramatic and shit yeah this is just this is not that it's not that no it's really it's like a solid solid song it could have you could have depending on the production and the singer you could have told me it came out in the 60s and i would have believed it or any time since um but you're very gullible i i am very very gullible uh i had nothing to follow that up with yeah well what do you think of this one i like it it's yeah i don't have a lot more to say yeah but you said pretty much sums it up pat's pat's got to get out of here so well let's rush it along i guess no i just don't have a lot to say all right uh yeah here here is lover from taylor swift Leave the Christmas lights up till January This is our place, we made the rules And there's a dazzling haze, a mysterious way about you, dear Have I known you 20 seconds or 20 years? Can I go? It's a long album too. Like, yeah, I was also surprised by that. How many? The eighteen songs. And yeah, it's not just pop song length either. There's like a five minute. So, well, I don't know if there's a five minute, but close to five minute song. There's yeah, but it's not like skits or anything. Yeah, it's, they're all yeah. songs. Um, oh, I saw that there was like a Target Deluxe Edition, but it's just like piano and vocal versions of two of the songs. Um, oh, I wonder what that. I forgot that you existed. Sounds like with just piano. Yeah. I mean, oh, and lover, lover, I can see more. Mm-hmm. It's more of a stripped-down song, but um, yeah. So I mean, I guess we're Taylor Swift fans. That's that's what we've learned. That's the one thing we've learned over the course of this podcast. Yeah, the one surprising thing we learned over the course of this pro- podcast. Yeah, and it, it's really now that all this stuff came out about Ryan Adams, I feel even Brian Adam Ryan Adams, I feel much better about our picking Taylor Swift in that fight. Oh yeah, no shit. Yeah, well, and I mean, just objectively, her album was better. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't even that difficult of a decision. But yes, I agree with you. Now that we know so what an ass he that is. means I there's an album of hers I haven't listened to. Maybe I'll go back and listen to it. Yeah, well, I know. I, gotta, I mean, there's like a ton of albums I haven't listened to. But between 1989 and, and Love It, there was one called Reputation. Yeah, I probably heard a bunch of songs from, but never listened from beginning to end. Yeah. Same. I mean, aside from the podcast, I specifically listened to this album because I thought it was so cool that uh, St. Vincent. Vincent was writing a song on it. And that's pretty neat. Yeah. 
No, it's, I mean, I, I got nothing against Taylor Swift, man. Well, uh, will you go see her when she tours on this? Probably not. <laughs> I definitely won't, because I'm sure tickets are like I, $700. Well, that's the only reason, yeah. I mean, I don't like arena shows anyway, but, like, if it was, if it was, uh, say, $40 ticket, I probably would. But that's not going to happen. So, um, yeah, I don't know at this point who I would even pay to see an arena show of. Like, I, yeah, there's there's basically nobody. I don't think. <laughs> Maybe Janelle Monae. I um, I would pay a higher ticket price to see. Maybe Lizzo. Yeah, I don't know. Still. I don't like the idea of arena shows. I, I mean, I've no, me I've seen this. I've seen like big festivals in a big arena, and that was all right. But that's not really an arena show. An arena show is like the arena is filled up. When I saw the big festival at the, it was like it wasn't filled up. Everybody was on the grass. Yeah, yeah. But arena shows, every seat is filled, and you're looking at the jumbotron to to see them. Yeah, and I I mean I've seen those shows. I've seen you know U two and Prince and stuff and. Yeah, I never have seen one of those, so maybe I'd love them. But yeah, I I don't know. No, she probably already toured this album, didn't she? I, I have no I idea. No, I it wouldn't come up in the searches I do because my searches are mostly for obscure porn titles, like Mr. Ed does Dallas. You idiot! He's from Cincinnati. That was a fake Mr. Ed you were watching. Did you ever watch that show as a kid? Yeah, it was fucking terrible. Of course I watched awesome. it. Awesome. It was like one of those that was back in the days when they only showed like a, a few shows and that was one yeah. of them. Yeah. Oddly that lasted in reruns much longer than it should have. Yeah. There's, it, there's a few 60s sitcoms that really overstayed their welcome. Some of them were fine for them to stay their welcome like Dick Van Dyke show and Mikhail's Navy wasn't bad, but Mr. Ed was one that really overstayed its welcome. Oh yeah, Beverly Hillbillies. That's another one, and I don't understand why they lasted so long. Is it was it cheaper to show that for kids than maybe. Like cartoons, or I mean, maybe it's... it had a crossover like a, like old people that were at home would watch it, and so would little little kids. Maybe that was why. Yeah, may, I mean, it was a one joke premise, and it wore thin really quickly. Yeah, but I'm just saying that these shows from the '60s were on reruns in the '80s. Yeah, I know it was weird. That what else do I remember? Uh, oh, there's the there's the monsters, monsters Adam and the family. Adam family, of course. Uh, what was the other Bewitched versus I Dream of Genie? There's all yep. these shows that were like I didn't get one, but I got the other, and I always thought that they these were in opposition to each other. Yeah. Uh, oh. What else was there? Mikhail's Navy, like I said. Gilmer Pyle, I loved Gilmer Pyle. Sergeant. <laughs> and Gilmer Pyle was just like the Barrel Hillbillies was when it it went from black and white to color, which is kind of interesting to me. Yeah, I mean, completely. Uh... Added nothing. The color. But it, Although, you know, people say Green Acres is a, actually a good show, but I don't remember it being that. I I don't know what they're talking about. I remember it being like funny, but not good. Didn't they have a talking pig and shit? No. He, there was a pig, but I don't think he talked. There was no uh, talking pig. It was just a pig. Arnold the pig was just a character. Uh, I guess it was kind of a precursor to Newhart. Um. Maybe not as as well written, but it was like a spinoff of a show that didn't get shown in reruns. I know that. Like Coat Junction? Green, right. Is that what it I was? never saw that show, but uh, Green Acres was a spinoff of that. Oh, and the Brady Bunch was showed constantly. Oh, Brady Bunch, of course. Yeah, that's like our cultural currency of people our age, that and Star Wars, I think. Uh, yeah. And Gilgis Island. Ugh, awful. Uh, I guess it's, I mean, so that was the 80s, that was 20 years ago, so that means stuff from 2000s. I guess they're shown in reruns now, so it does make sense. But I don't even know that. I think stuff from, I guess it's different now. There's so many channels. Who knows what gets shown? Yeah, I don't know if they show any of those '60s things. Well, yeah, they do. They have those like Me TV, Me TV. decades yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Uh, anyway, let's move on. I guess to recommendations. Asians, Asians. It's been a while, so I'm sure you have some. Been a while. Uh, I have one. I have to get the. Wait, what? I assumed you would have. I wanted to get the title right. Uh, it's a book by Ronan Farrow, Catch and Kill. Oh, yeah. Is that good? It's amazingly good. I I, I had read the stuff in The New Yorker that this is the the story behind this is based on. He wrote a bunch of like awful to read stories about like uh, high powered executives abusing their power and raping people like it was Weinstein. I guess there's other people involved, too, but mostly him. Yeah. 
and then but this is it's it's basically a it's a book about his reporting so it's not as it's it's funnier than i expected but it's about him he was he was working originally on the story for nbc and he kept getting blowback from nbc that they didn't want to air it for a bunch of different reasons so finally they just said no we don't want it at all and he went he went to new yorker to take all his reporting there and then the stuff about um that dummy the awful person that was worked for today show that also oh, yeah. stuff matt lauer. that came out matt lauer and that came out so that really exposed nbc for why did you hide this is it because you had your own skeletons to hide so anyway it's really well written really funny like in a way that you know it's obviously it's a, a, a really tough subject matter but his writing is is different in this book than it was in the in the comedy he had more freedom to be funny because he's talking about like it's it's more about himself than it is about the subjects so the humor is more well placed and it's really really good so i highly recommend it he is funny i mean he you remember his tweet when he was like happy mother's day or as i call it happy stepsister's day yeah (laughs) um well i also have a book uh sapiens by i'll try to pronounce this yuval noah harari it's basically a well, a brief history of humankind is the is the subtitle, and that's what it is. It's very interesting. Talks it goes into all aspects of I don't know history, biology. All you know, it's one of those geeky things that I like. But I'm kind of surprised you didn't pick uh, Star Wars. I just assumed that was going to be your your recommendation. It was fine. Yeah, I haven't. I mean, I don't. I don't think it got great reviews or anything, but that never means anything. Uh, it kind of does for Star Wars. Uh, I guess the prequels didn't get great reviews. Well, because they sucked. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, just don't spoil for me whether the forces of good or evil prevail. All right. I will not spoil that for you. Um, There's okay. other stuff that came out. I had ideas for recommendation, but, you know, I can save for next time. I can't remember right yeah. now. Um, huh. Interesting. Have you seen Knives Out? Did we talk about that? Yeah, yeah. I gave that as a recommendation, I believe. Oh, yeah, I think I told you to see it, and then yeah. you saw it. How did you like it? Yeah, I like. I actually have seen it twice now, so. Great. Oh, yeah, I think we did talk about that. You took you, you went yourself, and then you took your kids? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I was all for it. That's good, because I praised that pretty highly, and I, I always am worried that... Because a lot of the times when other people like stuff, you going overhyped and you end up not liking it so i'm glad that didn't happen with that one yeah no i mean you know i'm a fan of those whodunits anyway they just don't yeah they don't do those anymore it's very like throwbacky but also good a great yeah uh, and that was great that was donut really... analogy going on <laughs> great acting is it was well performed all, all around well, yeah i know i'm always surprised when i see is his name chris evans is that who it is yeah, I'm always surprised when I see him and and he's good because I'm like, oh, you know, it's the same with uh, James Marsden. I'm like, ah, oh, superhero movie actor. But yeah, I think that's I mean, I think they mostly get good actors. Yeah, no, you're right. I have a second recommendation if you would like to hear it. It's a Netflix show. Yes. John Mulaney and the Sack Lunch Bunch. Sack, sack Lunch Bunch. You watched oh, yeah. It? No, his. You uh, should. Yeah, his. His. Why can't I think of the fucking word? Uh, whatever to uh, Saturday morning children's shows or whatever, or well, just children's shows, I guess. More like Electric Company and yeah. Sesame Street, but it's more absurd and funny than that. It's it's really genuinely funny, and I think anybody can listen to it. Well, you should. Yeah, have you watched his stand-up watch special yet? You no, should, you should watch that. You'll like it. No, I didn't like his TV show, so I can't watch anything with him in it. <laughs> and you, for some reason, didn't like. Uh... Stefan, so yeah, it was, it was it was typical saying it live. It always went too long. <laughs> uh, all right, yeah, I all right. Here, I'm gonna say it on the air. This is what I think oh. we should do for the next episode. So I'm gonna force you into doing research. Whoa, uh, no, best of 2019. Oh, okay, versus fine. That's that's great. No more need to versus discuss anything. Best of the decade. It wouldn't what? really be a versus. We did, the first half would be the best of 2019, and then second half we would do our top ten things of the entire decade. So are we doing three lists, music, TV, or just a no, mix? No, 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 a mix. Just your top ten no matter what what genre. That's difficult. Or, I know. 
got to mix it up. Um, Isn't yeah. that a offspring sound song? Yeah, you got to mix it up. Berated. Um, yeah, what do you say? You down? I'm down. Yeah. No, yeah, music, film, books, whatever. That sounds fun. Okay. Then that's what it's going to be. But people. something like Hamilton, where will that go? Well, we're going to have to see. Well, I, I don't think you could technically count it as 2019 since that's not when it came out. But I don't know. You have the freedom to uh, color outside the lines. I don't like to do that. I know you don't. That's that strict Catholic upbringing. Begora, Patrick! All right. Uh, write to us at popculturecontinuum at gmail.com. Rate us highly on iTunes. Leave a review if you feel so inclined. And, wait, follow us on Facebook, even though we haven't posted there in like a million years. And, most importantly, tell your friends to listen. With their ears, not their mouths. Yeah. That cover. Hooray! Happy 2020. Let's see where it goes. No more of that Ramones joke. Goodbye. Oh, man. I have no problem with a Ramones joke. Please <laughs> say it every single day, everyone that's listening to this. Well, you can't. Goodbye. It doesn't work anymore. All right. Goodbye.